Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's so powerful to see how my mom handled this situation. She's amazing, you know, and she's really, really strong. How often do residential kidnappings happen here? Very rare. Yeah, not very often at all. Shauna Hanley is at her home with her daughter, Isabella. Her friend came over just to come and visit with her. We talked for about five or 10 minutes and the doorbell rang. And so I went to the door and it's these two men. These two individuals essentially present themselves to be delivery men of some sort. Shauna sees them, says, look, I have a friend over, now is not a good time. She goes to close the door on them. They force themselves in with guns. They started to scream to get the F on the floor and don't move. They handcuffed me in front like this. I was just stunned. I saw that my mom and her friend were handcuffed. I said, I have valuables, I have jewelry, I have cash, I have precious metals, I can get you money. Didn't interest them at all. I said, come with me, and she went, and then they came back and asked me, and I said no, and they just accepted that and left. They put her in the van. I'm hooded. They hooded me as soon as I went into the van. It was a van that didn't have the windows in the back, and it was just a rubber mat without seats back there, and laid me on the floor. And then they leave. These guys are heading out of town with Sean Hanley in the back of that van. One of the guys sat on top of me, you know, so he stayed screaming at me. He had the gun to my head. I was trying to pay attention to where we were. I could feel when we picked up speed that we had made a turn. I was like, oh no, my heart sunk. I was like, we're on an interstate or something. And 
The guy stripped me. They threatened to assault me sexually. He put a pill in my mouth and he gave me another. I said, what are you giving me? And he said, don't worry about that. And so I guess I started to maybe drift a little and I started praying. So this particular day I got out of work as I was traveling, it was a wreck on the interstate. I got stopped behind a white van. I could kind of see the, the driver of the van was starting to get nervous in the mirror. He was looking at me. He decided to get into the shoulder and speed off. But it didn't sit right with me, so I got in behind him. I put my emergency lights, sirens on. Then I hear sirens. And I was like, yeah, yeah, OK. Thank you, God. This is where the vehicle exited. It's a dead end onto a dirt road, which had been mud because it just rained. Their van got stuck. That's when they exited the vehicle and kept running. The siren stopped, and I just sunk again. And I was like, what happened? Did I imagine the sirens? What's going on? And I'm full of anxiety. When you approach the van, you've got your gun drawn? Yes, sir. I opened the rear door of the van, and in the van, what I thought was a mannequin moved. It scared me, it startled me, so I jumped back and I shut the door. I said, oh my God, things aren't always what they seem. I didn't know what was going on with my mom. There was no one really telling me what was happening. Police say the woman was forcefully removed from her home in Lafayette. With her childhood home now a crime scene and her mother Shonda Hanley just abducted by armed intruders, Isabella Cumberland found herself confused amidst a crowd of investigators and forensic analysts. They wanted to go over the fingerprints on the doors, upstairs, my phone. And it just kind of felt like I was another piece of evidence. Isabella, then just 14 years old, was trying to process the site of the violent kidnapping she had just witnessed at her family's home in Lafayette, Louisiana, on August 6th, 2017. As they're driving away with her, did you think that was the last time you'd ever see her? I thought there was a chance. Lafayette investigators and Isabella had no idea that about an hour after the kidnapping, just across the state near Baton Rouge, Chad Martin, an Iberville Parish Sheriff's deputy, had just pulled over a suspicious white van after a brief pursuit. There were two men inside. When they pulled into this parking spot, they got stuck in the mud. So the men jump out and they take off running. And right behind us is the intercoastal waterway. They jump in and disappear. And when Martin went to clear that vehicle, 
he discovered Shonda Handley, handcuffed and naked in the back. She looked at me, and I'll never forget this. She said, are you the real police, or are you the one that's going to kill me? And he was like, you're safe. You're safe. Just minutes before, Martin was rushing home for Sunday dinner in his squad car after clocking out, unaware of Shonda's kidnapping nearly 60 miles away. His biggest worry at that time was his wife's wrath. I heard you were habitually late for dinners. I had a tendency Uh to be Uh late for everything. Now, he had unwittingly made the rescue of a lifetime. What's going through your head? I mean, you were just trying to pull over a couple of guys who looked a little suspicious. I can't really tell you what was going through my head. Almost like I went into, like, robot mode, and I was just trying to get this woman help. Shonda told him a harrowing story, that the kidnappers had drugged her and threatened to rape her and kill her. If not for Chad Martin... Oh, I would be dead. I can't even imagine. But I know it wasn't going to be quick and swift. Martin relayed the news of Shonda's rescue to dispatch, and it soon reached Isabella. Whenever they told me that she was safe, I felt this relief. Law enforcement began to ask questions. Who were Shonda's kidnappers? And why did they abduct her? But for Shonda, there was no mystery who was behind it. She had said that She believed that her husband is the one that had paid them to kill her. Her estranged husband, Michael Handley. Shonda says that before the difficult months leading up to the kidnapping, Michael would have been the last person she could have imagined would harm her. They had met in 2005 through friends in Lafayette, at a time when both were single parents and emerging from failed marriages. He was really catering and just sweet and compassionate. Another thing they had in common? Both were in recovery for addiction. At that time, I had been sober for about 18 years. Oh, wow. Michael was newly clean and sober. He had about a year. The new couple hit it off, and a year later, they were married in Hawaii. Isabella took an immediate liking to Michael. He... Well, was my dad from when I was two years old. And so that's how I saw him, was really as my dad. In 2007, Michael and Shonda found success, channeling their experience in recovery into a new business. We're going to provide care and we're going to meet you where you are. Partnering with a doctor to start a chain of addiction treatment centers. So we wound up opening, at one point, I think there were 14 centers throughout the South. Eight years later, they made a decision. We sold the company. How much did y'all make on the sale? The two of them, Michael and his partner, we sold the company for $21.5 million. Wow. Yeah. But their life as happy millionaires didn't last long, say prosecutors Donald Connett and Kenny Bear. You know, money and free time with someone with an addictive personality isn't a great combination. Shonda was seeing that firsthand with Michael in 2017, less than two years after the sale of their company, when she found a bottle of Adderall with Michael Handley's name on it. So what we believed at our treatment center was that use of something like that amphetamine could open the doors to a world of trouble. So when I found the bottle, it terrified me. And I can remember telling him, this could lead to death. 
this could lead to something devastating. And soon things got even worse when Shonda discovered that Michael was seeing another woman. He was having an affair. And all I could think was like, I don't even know who this man is. Shonda issued an ultimatum. Michael had to go into treatment. But when he refused to get help, she made a difficult decision. I changed the locks and Michael was locked out of the house and he started to lose his mind at that point. And so after a couple of weeks, he said, you're gonna regret this. And then that turned into, I'm telling you, it's gonna get bad. The Hanley's life together was falling apart fast. Michael accused Shonda of assaulting him. She was charged, but later acquitted by a judge. All while Shonda was begging the authorities to see that she was the one in danger. If Michael wasn't apprehended, he was going to kill me. A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24 7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system. When you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring, don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This episode is brought to you in part by June's Journey. Picture it the glamour of the roaring 20s, wrapped in a mystery that only you can solve. Dive into June Parker's captivating quest to uncover scandalous family secrets. With your keen eye for detail, find hidden clues and solve mind-boggling puzzles. It's all about observation, intrigue, and drama. But beware, each clue leads deeper into a thrilling storyline filled with danger and romance. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Your adventure awaits. As Shonda Hanley was recovering in the hospital, investigators were learning the details of her tumultuous past with Michael Hanley. They knew they had to find him and the kidnappers fast. They started scouring the last place her abductors had been seen, this canal. There's a fisherman and he reported these two individuals waiting by him in the water and one of them pointed a gun at him and said, be cool. But as the kidnappers had been swimming towards freedom, the canal's unforgiving current had other plans. Behind me at the Intracoastal Canal is where two bodies were found yesterday. They found them floating in the Intracoastal Canal, drowned. Dead? Dead. They were later identified as Sylvester Bracey and Arsenio Haynes. What did you think when you found out they were dead? I thought, I'm not going to have to worry about them hurting me. As sad as that is. 
While investigators suspected Michael Handley was responsible for the abduction, proving it might have been difficult with their main witnesses, the kidnappers, dead. But Handley, it seemed, had made it kind of easy for them. Detectives are running the VIN number on the white van. That VIN number leads them to an enterprise dealership in Baton Rouge. So, well, a few days ago, an individual named Lawrence Michael Hanley came in and rented the van. And then, a couple days before that, he went to Barney's Police Depot, which is a store that carries specifically police-issue merchandise. Handley was seen on store surveillance cameras as he pulls up and purchases handcuffs. Finding evidence allegedly connecting Hanley to the kidnapping wasn't difficult, but finding him turned out to be the challenge. I'm asking if Michael's been apprehended, and they said no. And so they said, we need to like lay low for a little while. With a fortune at his fingertips, investigators feared he could be anywhere and a danger to Shonda once she was released from the hospital. So they came up with a plan of action. We decided on a safe house outside of Lafayette. Sid Hebert, a former Louisiana sheriff, was part of the security detail watching Shonda 24-7. We had a Lafayette Sheriff's deputy in a marked unit on premises. No visitors, no package deliveries, nothing until further notice. Even in hiding, Shonda was feeling relief that Michael was finally being recognized as a threat after living in constant fear prior to the kidnapping. The terror that I was in for those three months, the kidnapping was nothing in comparison. The kidnapping was a blessing. What? The kidnapping is what allowed me to get to a place where people were willing to support me. In the beginning, how many people believed Shonda? Not many. But Shonda had found a fierce ally in Christine Meir, her divorce attorney. Christine knew all too well what Shonda had experienced. The most dangerous case I have ever heard about, let alone been a part of. What made it so dangerous? Michael Hanley. He was constantly stalking her, telling her that he knew where she was, threatening her, threatening her daughter with harm. Shonda called the police several times, but felt she wasn't taken seriously. Christine helped Shonda secure a restraining order, but says Michael found creative ways to make it effectively worthless. He disguised his voice. He also used an app that picked up dummy numbers that he used to contact her. So there was no proof that it was him that was actually violating the protective order. And he seemed to be tracking Shonda's every move. He was able to spy on her through her own laptop computers. Her alarm system, he compromised all of that. Nothing was out of bounds. Michael's behavior was growing increasingly erratic, even though he was the one to initially file for divorce in the spring of 2017. He soon changed his mind, and Shonda says now he was demanding they reconcile, or she'd pay a humiliating price. He says... Some of our private videos are going to go out to people in the community. Intimate videos? Intimate videos. Shonda struggled over this, but knew she couldn't take him back. So videos went out to hundreds of people in the community. My cousins, uncles, 
administration at the school, political friends, neighbors. I sat and cried and was sick to my stomach. I almost didn't stand up. Just when Shonda thought she couldn't take any more, on June 8th, 2017, almost two months to the day before the kidnapping, Michael Hanley slipped into her house through the garage. He was enraged. He reeked of alcohol. He was, he was furious. And he had me pinned up against the wall. And I screamed, Isabella. Well, he put his hand over my mouth and he pulled out a gun, a nine millimeter. A gun? He pulls out a handgun and he said, if you scream or anybody comes to interfere, I will shoot you both. I will kill you both. Do you understand me? Shonda says that after hours saying anything she could think of to calm him down, she finally convinced Michael to leave. As soon as he walked out of that gate, I ran in the house, bolted the door, and I started screaming and crying. When Michael left that day after he had attacked me, I was 100% positive he was going to kill me. Police were called once again, but they didn't arrest Michael Hanley. I can see in your eyes that you're getting emotional. Oh, I felt as though I was being told that, that I was lying and that I was making it up. This is why women don't report abuse, because they fear they will not be believed. How many times had Shonda filed a report against Michael? I believe that the f actual reports filed were a couple dozen, if not more. As far as how many times was there an arrest made, there wasn't. Why? A lot of times he was out of state. Sometimes the investigators felt like they didn't have enough evidence to actually go forward and get a warrant for the arrest. After the kidnapping, investigators were confident that this time they had more than enough evidence to make an arrest. But could they find him in time? So somehow, Michael is able to track Shonda down to the place that she's seeking refuge. Does Michael Hanley know that the cops are on to him? Yes, because at some point he tried to charter a private plane. And so the pilot essentially said, I am not going to be taking you anywhere uh, because you're a wanted man. The pilot reported it to police, but Michael was long gone. And as he continued to evade authorities, Shonda got a text message from a strange number claiming that Michael had also been kidnapped, saying in part, Pay the ransom for your husband and pay us 500 large or we will send him home in pieces. A day later, friends received a shocking photo of Michael. He was nude, handcuffed, and seemingly injured. And he's got blood on it. Right. It appeared to be from Shonda's kidnappers, but investigators knew that couldn't be true. We know that it obviously wasn't from them because they're dead at this point. Mm. So Michael is behind these messages. On August 11th, 2017, after a four-day manhunt, detectives finally cornered the multimillionaire. 
Once accustomed to private jets and five-star hotels, he was in this off-ramp motel in Slidell, Louisiana. We begin with new information on the arrest of a Lafayette kidnapping suspect. As they took an oddly smiling Michael Hanley into custody, investigators began sifting through the nearly $10,000 in cash, pizza boxes, and illicit drugs. Finding this to-do list. On it were things like burner phone, hair dye, cash. But its final task was even more ominous, says Prosecutor Kenny Abair. since Shonda's safe house was just 35 miles away. But on the bottom of that list were the words, finish the job. And finish the job would mean? In our opinion, he was going to kill her. With Michael Hanley now in jail, Shonda and her security team decided it was finally safe for her to come out of hiding. It was time to go home. And that's what she said, I just want to go home and rebuild my life. But with his track record of evading justice, Isabella was skeptical that the worst was behind them. I remember thinking that it was almost pointless that he was being arrested. It felt like he had all the power and he was going to keep all the power. Michael Hanley pleaded not guilty to a litany of charges, including conspiracy to commit second-degree murder. And prosecutors got to work building their case against him. Anytime you're on our side of the table, you start thinking, what's the defense going to be? We could not figure out what his defense was going to be. There was no question that she was a victim of a kidnapping. But, says Kevin Stockstill, the man who Michael Hanley hired to defend him, the physical evidence doesn't prove his client played a part in any of it. Were the van and the handcuffs enough to convict him? I don't think so. That is because, Stockstill says, there is an explanation for everything. It started when Michael hired Sylvester Bracey, not to kidnap his wife, but instead, he claims, to move some furniture. That was the reason Michael rented the van, he says, and made no effort to hide it. Mr. Hanley, you know, goes into the Enterprise uh, rent-a-car location with his credit card in one hand and driver's license in the other. So you thought you could explain to the jury, hey, listen, nobody who's actually going to commit this crime is going to go in with their license and ID and buy it themselves. Correct. It was all innocent enough, Stockstill says, until the would-be mover went rogue. Stockstill theorizes Sylvester Bracey saw Michael's desperation to get his wife back and decided to use it to his advantage. That's when he enlisted Arsenio Haynes to help him kidnap Shonda and hold her for ransom. So you're thinking the kidnappers could have wanted to extort Michael to get money from him so they would have kidnapped his wife? Potentially. And of course, he did buy the handcuffs. But Stockstill says he only used them to stage that fake kidnapping photo. So as he's bound and gagged, he's bound with handcuffs. It was just the latest example, according to Stockstill. Of photos and videos that Michael had been sending to Shonda for months, showing him an emotional distress, and in one case, apparently beaten up in a misguided attempt to try and win her back. I love you, I love you. Because Michael had he had a proclivity to try and stage these things to to get, you know, sympathy from Shonda. But as the defense prepared to argue that the kidnappers acted on their own, Shonda Hanley made a damning discovery while cleaning out a remote Mississippi property they owned. 
Shonda starts getting some of her personal belongings. Well, one of the things that they found was this camera. It was a type of camera called Arlo. Michael Handley used it for security. When Arlo detects sound and video, Arlo starts recording. That's right. That's right. Well, it turns out he accidentally turned the camera on himself. All put together, what did the camera record? I mean, hundreds of hours. Hundreds of hours. One of the first videos is from two months before the kidnapping. Michael is by himself in a hotel room and is apparently talking to himself. You see him moving around, and at some point he picks the camera up and he puts it in a bag. And you hear him say the words, I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna kill her. Kill her. Kill her. Prosecutors believe the her he intended to kill was Shonda and that Michael was even more explicit just days later in a conversation with a friend in the living room of the Mississippi house. They're having beers and they're discussing the issues that he's having with Shonda. The friend later said he didn't recall hearing what Michael said next. That's why she died. Michael says, that's why she's going to have to die. So matter of fact. In yet another clip from just two weeks before the kidnapping, Michael Hanley is caught with Sylvester Bracey at that property, planning how it was the perfect place, prosecutors say, to bring Shonda to torture her and possibly worse. He specifically says it's almost impossible for anyone to get in here. To which Bracey responds, and it'll be impossible for her to get out. I mean, did you think you had a rock-solid case before that? Yes. Well, what'd you think after it? Uh, I thought I must have done something right in the world. Then, in a move no one saw coming. I just want to go to give us the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so I do. Michael Hanley agreed to tell his side of things. What is the strongest piece of evidence against Michael Handley? Chat now with the 48 Hours team on Facebook and Twitter. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Every day our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy.
While awaiting trial for the kidnapping of his estranged wife, Shonda, Michael Hanley was held in the Lafayette Parish Correctional Center. But Shonda says even though Michael was behind bars, he continued to harass her. I've received a lot of mail, letters, while he's been incarcerated, at numerous calls. Can't they stop him from calling you? I guess not. On top of that, Shonda lived in fear that Michael just might get out. That's because at one point, the defense argued that Michael was suffering from mental illness and was not guilty by reason of insanity. When Michael was sober, he was a fantastic individual, you know, very talented, willing to help people. When he was found at the hotel in Slidell, I mean, there were drugs there. You know, there's no question that he was using again. I don't know the level of his responsibility, but I think it's a combination of um, substance abuse and some mental illness. For prosecutor Kenny Abair, however, it was a desperate attempt to get Michael released. They did it so that they could get some psychological uh, professionals on the stand to say he needs to be out of jail and he needs to go to these mental health facilities. Well, we're talking about mental health facilities that don't have nearly the security that a jail has. Michael's defense team submitted mental health records showing that he suffered from bipolar disorder, complicated by drug addiction, which they say rendered him legally insane during the time leading up to the kidnapping. Two court-appointed doctors agreed, but the judge ruled that Michael was competent to stay in trial and must remain behind bars. Once they initially failed to get him out, they withdrew that plea. And why did they change it to? They just changed it to regular not guilty. While Michael Hanley's criminal battle was heating up in March 2018, his divorce from Shonda became finalized. Shonda was awarded all of the assets. There was only one problem. There is no money. There's no money. You know, millions of dollars vanished. Michael was a very eccentric person. He was obsessed with the collapse of the American dollar. So much of their money was in gold bars. Shonda said she had seen gold before and knew that there was gold somewhere on that property. But I believe people actually went out with metal detectors to try to figure out if he stashed it somewhere. Mm. No gold was ever recovered. So there's all of this money that's unaccounted for, but we know it's gotta be out there somewhere. On top of being left with nothing, Shonda says she suddenly found herself responsible for repaying her now ex-husband's massive debts. How much of a hole did he leave you in? 750000 I can't comprehend how I'm now in a position where I owe this sort of money. Shonda felt like it was a slap in the face after enduring so much. But it wasn't all for naught. During the settlement negotiations, Shonda's divorce attorney, Christine Meir, had subpoenaed Michael for a deposition. And surprisingly, he agreed. I mean, that's wild. It is. I can imagine that someone with the arrogance that Michael Hanley had insisted that he was going to be testifying and it was going to be fine because he is the smartest person in the room. Shonda's divorce attorney and the prosecutors had agreed to cooperate with each other. And everyone was interested in hearing what Michael Hanley had to say. 
It was a risk. Because he might go into that deposition and say stuff that really jeopardizes his criminal case. I've never been more nervous in a deposition than that one. Dressed in a striped prison uniform, Michael answered questions for 10 hours over three days. I was hanging on every question. I bet you were. Yeah. It was a chaotic and hectic time. I was living out of hotels. I'd been moving from hotel to hotel for several months. Michael was asked about his relationship with Sylvester Bracey and the reason he rented that van. I had hired him to move furniture. I rented the van to make a move, to move the furniture. He stuck with his original story. He said that he had hired movers in order to move furniture, and they went rogue because they thought he had money. I got a phone call. As soon as I answered the phone, I said, hello. They screamed, um, they screamed, we've got your mother wife. And um, I just remember, because it was like I got punched. It's like one of those moments when you go into a top reel. But when pressed about the details of how he first met Bracey, I don't recall. Michael claimed he couldn't remember much about the weeks leading up to the kidnapping. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't recall. That's why I'm hesitating. I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't recall. There are big gaps in my memory. I don't know. I don't know. The reason that I don't recall is because I was high, I was living like a rock star, I was on and off medications during this period of time, and I was under the influence of substances. Mental illness is tough, you know? But he insisted. Despite the gaps in memory, there was one thing he knew for certain. I would not kidnap my wife. He would cry and say that he loved her so much. I don't remember. That he was so sorry. It was that type of manipulation. I have uh, tremendous regret. During the deposition, Christine pulled that Arlo camera recording in which prosecutors believe Bracey and Handley were caught talking about the plot to kidnap Shonda, the wife Handley claimed he loved so much. I queued up where one of the kidnappers was telling Michael, and you know, if she gets out of line, I won't hesitate to kill her. And I said, what kind of movers tell that to you? And his fear was palpable. And he said, oh, I don't know, Christine. People tell me all sorts of things. Michael Hanley withered under questioning, poking holes in his own defense with his own words. The civil attorneys provided us with those deposition transcripts shortly after receiving them. And with the trial date fast approaching, Michael's defense attorney feared the worst. We were of the opinion that he ran a significant risk of, of a conviction. With the walls closing in, and hours before the trial was set to start, Michael Hanley indicated he was open to a deal. He would plead, you know, second-degree kidnapping. Um, the minimum sentence would be 15 years. The maximum sentence would be 35 years. Prosecutors Donnie Connett and Kenny Abair say there was a lot to take into consideration. The problem with a jury trial is you, you almost never know. But I also knew that there's Shonda Hanley, there's Isabella. You've got victims that have to relive that moment if you go to trial. Ultimately, the decision to take the deal or go to trial was Shonda's. I was so scared that if we went to trial, 
that it could work out beautifully for him because Michael always lands on his feet. Once Michael's out, I'm no longer free. See more of the evidence photos at 48hours.com. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. In July 2021, all Shonda Hanley wanted was for her ex-husband, Michael Hanley, to stay behind bars. So she agreed to accept his plea of guilty to second-degree kidnapping. I didn't want to take any risks. I would rather the plea deal than to take the chance and go to trial. Less than a year later, on March 24, 2022, Shonda was in the courtroom to find out what Michael's sentence would be. Isabella was there, too, as was Michael. What was it like to come face to face with him in court? It was so surreal, you know? And I think, honestly, for both of us, it was this really strong, powerful emotion that we both felt, but mine was hatred. Hoping to help convince the judge to give Michael the maximum sentence, Isabella chose to give a victim impact statement. What did you say at the hearing? I really kind of told a story about how difficult it really made my life and how difficult it still makes my life because I didn't think he knew that it affected me as well as it affected her. Shonda also had something she wanted to say to Michael. I told him that he wrecked everything and that he destroyed everything and that how could you, like we had like a really, we had a good life. We had a good family and we, we adored each other. He was the person I most admired in this world until then. Do you think Michael understands his actions have had an effect on his former wife and stepchild? I think that he does. You get the sense the guy's sorry? I think so. I think he's capable of remorse. Yet when it was Michael's turn to speak, instead of a tearful apology, he gave yet another new story. This time he admitted he did, in fact, hire the two men to kidnap Shonda. But he claimed it was all fake and staged so that he could swoop in, save her, and be the hero. What he really wanted to do was emerge as the white knight who came in and rescued her. It was a way for him to try to win her back, but he never really intended to hurt her. It was all a big game. 
In the end, the judge sided with the prosecution and gave Michael Hanley the maximum penalty. A Lafayette man was sentenced today in the 2017 kidnapping case of his estranged wife. Lawrence Michael Hanley received 35 years in prison for the crime. 35 years. Minus five for time served. Puts him out when he's 79. 79. Are you okay with that? I'd rather he never get out. Are you still afraid even with him behind bars? Oh, yeah. That concern is something Isabella shares. Do you fear for your safety from Michael Hanley? Yeah, I do. Nothing could stop him. I just see him as a villain, not a good person, and I'm not sad about it. In my mind, he's changed to a completely different person, so it doesn't feel like I've lost my dad. It feels like I've lost a stranger. The now 20-year-old college junior chooses to focus on the valuable lesson that she learned from her mother. It's so powerful to see how my mom handled this situation. She's shown me how she can overcome something so horrible and turn it into something great and become an even better person out of it. Welcome, welcome to our house. I'm glad that um, you're here. Shonda has found renewed purpose working with others like her. She sold property, took out a loan, and opened two sober living homes dedicated to helping women get back on their feet. We want you to feel comfortable. We want you to feel like this is a safe place where you can start anew. It's been really, really rewarding. And you know, from my experiences that I've had, um, the challenges that I've had, I'm able to show them firsthand that we get up, we keep going, we put one foot in front of the other, and uh, we will persevere. An important part of moving forward for Shonda has been recognizing those who stood by her. And while she did speak on the phone with Chad Martin, that officer who saved her, she never got the chance to thank him in person until now, when we arranged for them to meet. So good to meet you. Good to see you again. Yeah. I'm looking at you to see if I can remember. I remember. I'm really glad that uh, I was in the right place at the right time to help you. Really glad. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like I owe you everything. I guess my greatest gratitude in you saving my life is that my daughter gets to have her mom and have a good life. Wow. Thank you. Give me another hug. Wow. A son with secrets. He just lied to everybody. His parents vanish. You know, cars go off the road. Things happen. What happened to the Haldersons? Not making any sense. It's taking weirder and weirder turns. Nobody saw this coming. 48 Hours, two weeks from tonight on CBS. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. 
Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. Join me, 48 Hours Correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the secrets within families, cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved. Enjoy My Life of Crime on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on Wondery Plus.